This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Team, from its humble agrarian origins to present-day artisanal glory, butter has a fascinating story to tell. And our next guest, Elaine Kozrova, is the perfect person to tell it. With tales about the ancient butter bogs of Ireland, the pleasure dairies of France, and the sacred butter sculptures of Tibet, Kozrova details butter's role in history, politics, economics, nutrition, and even spirituality and art. In her book, uh, Butter, A Rich History... She details all of this and more. We're joined by Elaine Kozrova right now. Elaine, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Glad so I love butter. We just talked about chocolate before. Now we're talking about butter. So we're talking about some of my favorite things today. Uh, give us a bit of the history because you've actually written a history of butter. Yeah, I've actually written 10 chapters on butter. Um, and it starts at least 9,000 years ago. And then, of course, goes all the way up to the present day where we have this kind of artisan butter, butter revival um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot I could cover, but I think we have about seven minutes. <laughs> so, about that, yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the most fascinating things, really, I uncovered in my book, and you mentioned it in the intro, was that butter had this metaphysical life where it was used as a sacred tool in so many early cultures, ancient early cultures, um, such as the Sumerians, the Druids, the Buddhists, the Hindus. You know, they all had these uh, worship rituals that involved the use of butter. And some of them continue today. For instance, Tibetan butter carving is, is a beautiful, gorgeous art that continues today because the Tibetan Buddhists actually need these sculptures. They call them butter uh, tormas, and they need these elaborate sculptures to do their, you know, to do their practice, essentially, because the sculptures um, are made in the image of certain deities, depending on, you know, the intention of the prayer festival. So, you know, that continues today. Uh, A lot of the other ones, like, you know, sprinkling butter on fire and praying to fire gods, you know, we've lost those. But although you could, uh, you know, people could resurrect that if they like. (laughs) What are the ancient butter bogs of Ireland? My Irish heritage wants to know. Yes. Well, so... The early people of Ireland, and we're going back at least a thousand years, uh, made made butter, and they buried it in the bog, which is basically peat, and it's a very acidic, anaerobic medium. So it was great for preserving butter. Uh, you know, they, of course, they didn't have they have a very temperate climate. You know, so it was basically you had to salt butter to death to preserve it. But they were able to bury it in the bog and preserve it. However, we've found uh, archaeologists have found like almost 450 different samples of bog butter that date back, you know, more than a thousand years up until you know a few hundred years ago. And looking at where they found them, they realized that they're on the boundaries of these um, sort of tribal territories. So now the belief is that these butters were put there not just to preserve, but they were left there as a pagan offering to the you know the elementals, the fairies. Because, of course, it was 
much superstition in those days, and particularly even around butter making, there was a lot of superstition. Uh, so, yeah, we're still finding bog butters, and uh, if people want to see what that looks like, they can go to the Irish Museum of Butter in Cork, Ireland, which is one thing that I did in my travels. There's a there's so, a museum in Ireland dedicated to butter specifically? Yeah, just, just the history of butter, and it's mostly the history in Ireland because it was such an important commodity in that country. It really built the wealth of Ireland, especially in the 17 and 1800s. Really? Yeah. I, I I was unaware of that. Well, so oh, yeah. why, why was Ireland so big with butter? Well, they they have a great dairying climate. Their pasture is absolutely spectacular. Again, because it's so temperate, um, they don't have uh, you know really hot summers or really um, cold winters. So they have this gorgeous pasture for the cows, and dairying grew you know grew to be a strong business in in Ireland. And you know, essentially, all these little farms would bring their butter to the Cork Butter Exchange, which was set up in the late, let's see, I think it was the late 1700s, early 1800s, around that time. Um, And what the Irish did, which was unusual for any other country, because other countries were making lots of butter, but the Irish set up a system of grading the butter, so you knew if you were, you know, buying, you know, level one, two, three, went all the way up to six, and I think six was like a really nasty butter. Um, but if you're buying the you know first level, it, you could be assured it was good good stuff, and so they developed this reputation for really good butter around the world. And, what are the um, pleasure dairies of France? Yeah, that's a whole uh, other thing that had to do with uh, gardening in a sense because it was started really by Marie Antoinette. She she created this kind of fashion craze in gardening where. You had an ornamental dairy in your garden, in your elaborate garden, if you were a wealthy person. So you built these what's called pleasure dairies that were uh, quite lavish. You know, they had marble and, you know, porcelain tools and, you know, it was very much for the royalty. And so it sat there, you know, as a sort of stage for dairying a very beautiful stage for dairying in making dairy products and and the and the wealthy used to play it making a little butter making a little cheese but they also used those spaces as uh, a place to entertain that was much more casual and intimate and so that's uh that's how that got started and it actually spread to other european countries and yeah. has there been a it seems to me there's been a shift now we're talking about the nutritional side of things I remember being in in grade school and having these disgusting plates of of this mm-hmm. substance that they called margarine that we were supposed yeah. to use instead of butter because it was healthier. It seems like people have now recognized or come to recognize that in proper quantities, butter is actually fine. It's actually the way to go. It's absolutely fine, and it's way better for you than margarine. You know, margarine uh, for decades had trans fats in it. Now we've They've apparently gotten rid of the trans fats, but you know that was that was the worst thing people could have been eating, you know, to to prevent heart disease because trans fats are a known cause of heart disease. So that was that was all wrong. Of course, you know, nobody intended to do the wrong thing, but our science has finally caught up, you know, to to what really is happening in our bodies with heart disease, and it has very little to do with cholesterol levels and saturated fat. And In fact, that the new science is really interesting because it teases apart that category of saturated fat. It's not like they're all the same. 
There are many different kinds, and they do different things in the body. And one of the things they do is is raise H, HDLs, which is you know so-called good cholesterol. Uh, so, butter also has things like um, vitamin K2, particularly grass-fed butter. I have to say, the you know, industrial butter, not so much. But that's a really potent like disease protect pre- preventer. Um, and conjugated linoleic acid, that's another really good thing for our bodies. That's also found in butter. Uh, How hard is it, by the way, Elaine, if somebody has access to, uh, I don't know if you need access, I guess, to, well, just to milk. How hard is it to make your own butter? Oh, it's super simple. I mean, if anybody has whipped cream too long, they know, they've, you know, they've made butter by accident. So it's actually quite simple. You just need good, pure cream, not cream that has, not whipping, so-called whipping cream, because that has additives to stabilize it. You just want straight up, you know, cream. It should be about 60 degrees, not quite as cold as your refrigerator temperature. Um, so you leave it out a little while. It'd be about 60 degrees. You know, you can put it in a food processor. You can put it in a stand mixer. You can even just put it in a jar um, with a lid and shake it up. The, the only thing that you have to be sure of if you're in a jar or a food processor with the cream is that you have uh, as much headspace. You need air in there because that's important to churning, is getting the air in there. But other than that, I mean, you just let the machine go or shake it up, and within minutes you'll make, you'll make butter. And that's just a question of draining off the, the buttermilk because when you make butter... You end up with these nice, you know, morsels of butter surrounded by buttermilk. So you have to separate that. And, gotcha. And that's it. It's actually a really nice little gift for the holidays. You know, if people want to do a little homemade gift really quick. Make your own okay. butter and give it to the neighbors. I like it. Yeah. Elaine Kozarova is an award-winning food writer and former pastry chef and and expert on butter. Her book, Butter, A Rich History, is available on Amazon. Elaine, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800 800- 600 1645.